it was when I was general manager for the whole hotel and and <laughs> they asked to see the manager and we used to give cards when we knew why they were coming to the hotel we'd give a card hmm. seems that that we got it wrong and we we wrote a congratulations on your engagement card and left it in the room on arrival and he was actually going to engage to her while he was there Oops. at the hotel. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Awkward. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, and that one, I just said, yeah, that is awful. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Hello, welcome. How are you today? What's your focus today? Do you have a focus for today? I hope you do. Because without a focus for your day, how do you know you won? How do you feel amazing about your day at the other end? Well, our focus here today on the Beauty Business Podcast is all about your client experience. So important, both to you, I imagine, if you want to offer and deliver an amazing client experience, but to your client as well, because it's the overall experience of visiting you, of working with you, of being your client that's going to get them to come back again after their first visit, their second visit, their third visit, hopefully many, many, many more visits later. And it's not, it's not just about the treatment or the specific service that you actually offer and perform on them. In fact, that's really only a, a very small part of the overall experience. But really, where do you start with this? You know, if every business is unique and different and every client, as we know, is unique and different, then how do you know what makes the ideal client experience for your business? And what things should you even be thinking about when working on your ideal client experience? Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful, and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even 
a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Today is a first for the Beauty Business Podcast. This is the first multiple guest episode that I think I've ever recorded. Now I'm joined today by a couple of very good friends of mine to talk about the perfect client experience. And I'm honored to be joined by these two amazing ladies because between them, they have crafted for me what is the best client experience that I've ever experienced in a spa anywhere in the world that I was fortunate to both work with and be a client of several times. And that that spa was the Scarlet Hotel and Spa down in Cornwall here in the UK. Now, I love talking with people who have proven that having one single overriding core focus shows that things can be done differently and also produce an amazing result. So I really am, we really are really lucky and privileged to have Caroline and Steph with us on the show today. Now, when I asked them to join me for this discussion, I really hoped that Caroline and Steph would help me out because they were going to bring some slightly more left field, more unusual, more innovative ideas on what things to consider when crafting or improving your client experience. But what I didn't expect was that all of their points were going to be a surprise to me. So if your client experience is important to you, if it's something that you're thinking about, will you want to improve, you want to build up or in any way change, and it really rather should be, then listen up to what Steph and Caroline have to share. I would like to welcome to the show today two very good friends of mine, Steph Crosby and Caroline Cornish. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Very nice to be here. Lovely to be here. Hello, Adam. Lovely Hello. to be here. Now, I've known you guys for a while now, Steph. When did the Scarlet open? 2009. 2009. So 11 yeah. years, you and me, and Caroline, probably about seven years. Yeah, seven or eight, I think. Yeah. Yes, we've known each other a while. But um, the reason I've got you guys on the show today, and thank you so much for, for joining me, is because I have a list of, um, this is for you listeners, um, I have a list of uh, podcast episodes I'd love to do. So a kind of a, a running ideas list, if you like. And one of them that's been on there for a while has been, uh, I wanted to do an episode about the perfect client experience. Because it's something that I think as beauty professionals and business owners, we all want our clients to have an amazing experience. But often it's one of those things where the day-to-day stuff kind of gets in the way and we never really have the time to fully focus in on it. And if there is one place, one experience in our industry that I've ever had that I would describe as perfect, it is the experience that these two guys created at the Scarlet Hotel down in Cornwall in the two or three times that I have been down there. So I really wanted to bring you guys on so we can have a little chat about what you guys think needs to be factored in when you are considering the perfect client experience. Cool. Well, we're really excited to talk about that because it's one of our favorite topics, I imagine right? it is as well, yeah. So, so before we get started, if you wouldn't mind, we'll start with Steph. Steph, could you just give us a little bit of your background so we know kind of What's brought you to where you are today? Yeah, thanks, Adam. And thank you for saying what you just said about your experience with us. That's so heartwarming to hear. It's lovely. Um, didn't realise we were the best. Um, so <laughs> I am a holistic therapist uh, traditionally. I trained in holistic therapy for probably about 20 years or so. Um, and practised for a long, long time on my own, run my own business, had a team of therapists. And then I moved into 
spa management, um, managing therapist, which was my biggest life lesson. Um, so I spent five years in, in the venue that you're talking about, the Scarlet. So, um, yes, learning how to deliver my therapies in a building with a team, which was massive. And we're going to go into a lot more detail about that in a minute, I know. Cool. Um, and then I ended up doing consultancy after that. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at the moment. And I'm doing some different spa consultancy for products. Um, we've got a team of people. Caroline and I have set up as 1333. Yes, very exciting. Yeah, so we're a team of um, team of, of therapists that um, go to um, remote, do temporary placements in mm. um, in different luxury spas and different venues and different events. Um, and we've just done a very exciting workshop actually, which maybe we'll tell you about at some point. Yeah, um, which no, great. Buzzed up about that because that was today. Um, <laughs> and here I am now talking to you. Amazing. And Caroline, you know, what's what's been your background? What's kind of brought you to, to where you are now working with Steph and, and the experiences that you've had? And so, yeah, I just really want to echo something Steph said of um, learning to manage therapists was a, <laughs> a huge learning curve for me and amazing. I've been in and out of hotel hospitality management for about 300 years, um, but dipping into the spa was just amazing for me the most amazing group of people I've ever met having that amount of care and kindness and passion for what they're doing in one team just blew my mind so being able to work with different teams of therapists over the years has been phenomenal um yeah so I took over spa management of Scarlet from Steph and I was there for five years and left last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and alongside doing that, I've run spas in festivals as well, which has given me sort of two ends of the scale, really. Yes. Um, which has, yeah, been really interesting and and great to do. And now I'm I'm here talking to you with Steph. Um, and as she said, we are 1333. We feel like we're a spa team that doesn't work in one spa. We're all sort of spread over different spas and different places, which is um I love being part of a team of that sort. Yeah, I mean, you you guys always did foster that. It really was a team. I mean, that was yeah. always so so prevalent whenever I went down to the Scala. I mean, a beautiful hotel, beautiful facility, but but you guys were such a tight knit team, and that was yeah, amazing. We yeah. mm. Cool. And it's it's funny. It's different trying to do it now remotely in COVID and <laughs> yeah Zoom and stuff, but still fostering that team spirit is yeah can't touch yeah. each other. But you can, yeah, you can well, almost be Energetically, together. though, you yeah. can, right? Kind of. <laughs> it still does it, just, just about. about. Amazing. So, you guys, uh, thank you so much. I know you guys have kind of got together and a few ideas after we had a, a chat about this episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really, really appreciate that. And, and I'm loving some of the points that you kind of come up with because they're not necessarily the ones that I would have thought you'd have come up with. So that's even better. So <laughs> let's dive into this topic then. So obviously this, this show spans... We're focused at the beauty industry, but I know we have people who are kind of solo estheticians, solo therapists at one end. Uh, and I know sneakily, quite a lot of spa managers and directors do listen to this show. So we're kind of spanning that that whole range. And I want to kind of cover as many as uh, of, of those different businesses as we can in here. And, and I think the things that you've raised really do apply, obviously, at different levels across all those different businesses. So, so when it comes to what's the first thing that you guys think about when it comes to... Uh, crafting creating improving thinking about the perfect client experience i jump in on this one i think the first thing that we came up with was being 
genuinely guest focused. Um, I think we all talk about it a lot um, and in in different ways, but actually removing the ego of what awards do I want to get? What uh, what sort of recognition do I want? What AA rating is the hotel going for? Or what good spa guide subject do I want to be in? If you just get rid of that and have your main aim as what does my guest want from me? then the chances are you'll get all those awards and recognitions that you want anyway, but you'll give someone a really authentic and valuable experience. And that's, like you said, that's from all spectrum salons, spas, wherever. I think it's putting yourself as a guest and what they really want from you over what you want to achieve from your business is really valuable. And what ways have you guys used in the past to understand exactly what the client is wanting so we've mapped out from the first exchange to the very last exchange with with the client or guest exactly what the ideal would be what would you want to live in your ideal world what are all the exchanges how would they play out Mm -hmm. with your guest in mind and I think initially it's always I mean my always driver was for always the guest to be deeply healed by their experience deeply touched by their experience you know there's sometimes my hopes maybe weren't even um won't reach for some some clients but um it's the depth of it's my desire to get the depth across in every single exchange we have so so our suggestion would be and we've done this before mapped out every single step that you take along the way Right. From the first phone call, I know people talk about this from the first phone call to, you know, to how you greet them. And then once you've got your ideal way of, of exchanging with that guest, mm-hmm. then you might need to start peeling it back because you might not be able to afford it. I see. It. <laughs> so it's sort of like if, if, if money was no object and, and all the technology existed, you know, what would that perfect, what would that perfect continuum thing? be? So, right, I'm with you. Okay. So yeah. So then you start going, okay, does, yeah, do I have the technology for this? Mm-hmm. Can I afford the technology for this? Do I have the resources for this? Do I have the team for this? Will it work with everyone else in mind? You know, will it will it work when you're also greeting another guest? Sure. So then you start making your compromises. Okay. Then you start going, actually, but that one's really important. That one, actually, we feel so passionate about that's not going to move. We're going to make that work budget-wise. Hmm. Actually, because we're doing this one over here, we can actually probably let go of that because we've made them feel heard and understood over here. So maybe we don't need to do that. So you start peeling back. Got it. To to what's what's achievable within within your business. Got it. Um, I so think perfect, it's nice. Perfect as situation. Well to, what's possible? Sorry, Caroline. Go on. Oh no, I was just going to say. I think it's important in that to really consider what you want your client to value most in their experience with you. Okay. So if you're in luxury spa environment, the touches of luxury are what they're going. To, that's the bit that you're hanging your hat on. Maybe in the the time and the pace and. You, or that sort of gentleness around the experience but if you're in a salon it might be the efficiency that you you want to highlight to your client so I just think in that like choosing the thing that's going to be the bit you're really proud of that they're going to value the most and then you can work out what bits support that message that's really interesting actually because it's something I bring up a lot talking about value more in terms of pricing I ended up talking about value myself but um but that is interesting because obviously 
most people would like a longer massage, but not many people would like their waxing to take longer. So it's it's almost like which things need to be quicker, which things can be longer, and what's the ideal for both. So that's a really interesting point. And obviously, if you understand those values and you know exactly what your clients value over and above anything else, then maybe that means you are premium and you can charge premium prices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And it's usually so, the measure, isn't it, Ben? It's then your measure. You go, does this meet up? It's not actually not appropriate for our value. So we can just let go of that. It's just about being able to shed what, what's not right. So what else when it comes to being guest focused? What else do you need to think about? So I had a wonderful realisation um, during my time at Scarlet that actually my guest is a manager my clients were my team and um, ah. making sure that I looked after them, listened to them, um, encouraged the, the spa managers and the, the supervisors to use their listening skills, their communication skills to make sure the team felt as heard and as seen as we wanted the guests to feel right. um, was really valuable. I know we talk a lot about workplace wellness and mm. and how mysterious and essential it might be but I think as soon as you you sort of treat your team as internal customers that all becomes a lot easier because it's more natural to look after customers so looking after the team in that way means they they deliver that care and that exceptional service without having to be micromanaged all the time because they feel good and they feel valued they want to pass that on to their clients your clients quite naturally so I definitely put having an awesome team which I think we'll talk about later but treating your team as well as you treat your guests is part of being guest focused for me and what kind of ways have you used again in the past to make sure that that your perfect client experience extends to having the perfect team experience oh Perfect team experience. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, so we we came up with well, we've had many initiatives over many many things and many spas and stuff. But um, one that I think is particularly useful and hopefully really easy for lots of people to put in place is starting your day off really well. I know we all try and do it at home and you know wake up and meditate and have lemon water and by the time we've got to work, you've had traffic or some sort of you know you've listened to the news that's enough to start your day off badly um but getting everyone together at the beginning of the day and sharing something to set us all up for the day was really beneficial so whether it's five minutes of breathing all together someone leading us through a little 10 minute yoga stretch something to unite you as a team and set up your day with personal well-being responsibility in mind I always felt was really really good we didn't always get it right definitely Mm. and sometimes at 10 to 10 in the morning you need another hour to get ready you and you've only got five minutes so at that point you you can't always do it but encouraging everyone to start their day really well with well-being in mind Mm. I think is really effective passing on yeah I get that and I think it's another one of those things, isn't it? That, that again, we'd all love to do in a perfect world. And we all think, oh yeah, we'll definitely focus our time on that. But but absolutely, the things that kind of suddenly pop up in a morning that derail you um, are, the, are the killers of things like that. And I think the problem is, is we all we all would love to do those things, but because they're not quote unquote essential for business that day, those tend to be the first things that go. Absolutely. Yeah, as you've just said there, you've noticed how important that was. 
So it really should be the thing that's the top priority that shouldn't go all the time, but it, it just sort of is. So, so I think, yeah, you're never going to get it right every single time, but, but putting that to the top of the priority list so it's done more often than not. Yeah, more often than not. And I think it's funny with lovely, generous, giving people, it's always the, it's really easy for the things that you know are going to benefit you to go to the bottom of the list. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because you want to you want to make sure you're super ready for your client or you want to do something nice for your teammate or your managers ask you to fill in some form that you want to do quickly. And then, and then the things that are beneficial to you, to everyone, just drop to the bottom, don't they? So Absolutely. No, I, I totally see that. Completely agree with that. Cool. Okay, so, I mean, we have talked about team a little bit and I know, know the next thing on your list is about people. Um, so what was, what's this point when it comes to the, the topic of the perfect client experience? So recruiting passionate people, I right. know that we've talked about getting it right, you know, yep. recruit the right people. And from very early on, I learned when I started recruiting people that if somebody's a maybe, they're probably a no. <laughs> and that was really, um, sorry, does that sound really hard? <laughs> no, I think, I think that's incredibly honest. I think it's one of those things that we we have in our minds that we're like, oh, but there's, they've got some, on paper, they've got some really good points and you're almost trying to talk yourself into it, whereas really should be going, mm, just not feeling it. Well, I think if you're thinking about delivering the best client experience, sure. you know, you've got to have the best people and that that's often in behaviours and attitude rather than skills. You know, if they haven't quite got skills that you can get them there, but if in behaviours and attitude, there's something that's a bit, uh, a bit uncomfortable at the beginning, they're likely to be a no. I mean, me and Caroline were just discussing actually how, um, you know, when we have thought, oh, okay, benefit of the doubt, they've got some great things, and you start, you know, visualizing what you think they could be and could mm. become in this hopeful, desperate plea because you haven't got enough therapists. Um, then, you know, you take them on, but then, you know, you learn the hard way. Actually, you le- we learned some really good lessons that way. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the people that, um, if they're not a right fit, they're not a right fit. You know, you're not, not going to squeeze them into the into the the mold. If you they ain't spend fit in the first so much time on the wrong people, and mm. really, as a manager and as an organisation, the hospitality, when you are so fast paced and it mm. is so quick, you need to be surrounding yourself with the best resources that you can all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, choosing the right people. You know, I got to the point where I knew I would be shaking somebody's hand. I would know on that handshake whether they're a yes or a no. You you get the sense of somebody, yeah. you get the vibe, you get whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that was quite a powerful one for me. And I've used that in life with lots of things now. If it's a maybe, it's probably a no. <laughs> <laughs> Worse to live by. Could be a new motivational poster. Uh, yeah. if, it, if it's, it's a maybe, on a t-shirt, hasn't it's it? Probably yeah. a no. <laughs> but it is i mean that is it is such a challenge when we know across the industry times being normal and everything that there's a staffing shortage so you find yourself in a situation where you desperately need team members and i think that's when you're nice you want to give them the benefit of of the doubt you do because we're nice people and you absolutely do but I, i think and, and you've absolutely nailed it there in terms of if you want to deliver the best experience if that is even part of your goal and you have a doubt then it's not going to be the best client experience. So, so I guess what you're saying there is it may be painful to turn someone who could be good away, but if the feeling is not there and they are a maybe, then potentially you're just actually creating work for yourself further down the line. I mean, you're definitely creating work. Aren't and you? no one has the time. And, you no. know, as a manager, you don't. You're up against it all the time. Uh, yeah. Now, ease of booking, easy communication, 
and accuracy around everything to do with your client bookings is essential for delivering an excellent client experience. And I think that is pretty clear. And this is one area where technology can really help us business owners out in this wonderfully interconnected world that we live in. Now, one such piece of technology that you might want to check out is the sponsor of today's episode, Timely. Now, if you haven't heard of Timely, then where have you been? Because Timely is the world's smartest appointment booking software for beauty and wellness businesses around the world. They help them to better manage their time, their sanity, and their ability to generate more revenue. It's designed to help you save hours on your admin whilst delivering exceptional client experiences, establishing a much-loved brand and also growing your revenue too. It's got really clever tools in there like Consult, which I love to help protect your business, protect your teams and your clients. It really is an essential tool for helping to run your business efficiently and effectively in today's market. Now, one of the things that make Timely really stand out for me as a company is that they work really closely with the hair and beauty industry to ensure that it's creating innovative solutions to actually help elevate the industry and constantly provide more value to its business users. And what's also cool is they already work with products that you likely use now, like iZettle, Zero, QuickBooks, MailChimp, Square, Layby, and loads more. So if you've been thinking about making the switch from pen and paper, or you want to test drive some new software, visit beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash timely or click the link in the podcast description to start your free 14-day trial. There's no contract tie-ins, there's no hidden fees, just straight up transparent pricing. Now, plus, if you are in the UK at the moment or you're somewhere in the world that is forcibly locked down and closed and not able to see clients due to the recent, you know what, then Timely will not charge you a penny until you are open again and you're seeing clients. And because they're such lovely people, the people at Timely have given you an exclusive offer for listeners of today's episode where you can get 50% off Timely for your first two months when you start paying for it. Just use the promo code BBP50 when you sign up. Now, back to today's episode. Cool. So what's next? Uh, What's next? Oh, I just want to say, I... (laughs) I don't know, it might be, maybe I shouldn't be so confessional, but I definitely learned loads from recruiting the wrong people. So <laughs> for all that now, I'm very old and wouldn't do it. Like I would agree with if it's a maybe, then don't. But there's been some really influential people in my time as a manager that were the wrong people to have in my team, but I learned such a lot from them or such a lot of what not to do or how to recruit better, excuse me, that I don't think I I wouldn't really change many of them because I think there's still something valid in giving it a try, making a mistake, and then learning from it. Um, So just in case any, you know, new managers are listening, they won't want to recruit anyone because you'd be terrified. (laughs) I think it's all right. I'm not 100% sure it's a no. (laughs) Exactly. You're not 100, so no. Yeah, so I think think there's always something to be taken from everyone you can learn something from everyone yeah i mean it's 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 a phrase that if anyone's listened to even the last i don't know 10 15 episodes of this show they'll have heard me say before but it just seems to come up so often these days it's it's i can't even remember where i heard first time but it's a quote that um you know in every single thing that you do you'll either get the result that you wanted or the lesson you needed and oh you're so profound i know i'm so wise in my old age so Um, wise but that is that is absolutely exactly what you're saying there you hired the wrong people you didn't get the result you wanted but my god did it teach you how to not do that again next time absolutely (laughs) cool okay so what else have we got 
So getting um, on the right people, yes. is, you know, and then giving, once you know you've got the right people, giving them the freedom to do the job and and trust them mm. that they, you know, give them the framework <laughs> to do the job, but then giving them the freedom to make the decisions um, when they need to without feeling like they need to come back and ask their manager or need to check something. You know, once you've got them, trust them. Right. And then they will... Um, they will make the right decision. And then once again, as you've just said, if they don't, then they learn and we learn together. Hmm. But um, creative freedom. And if we're talking about therapists, you know, give them creative freedom to personalise the treatment. I know it's more and more popular at the moment, but I definitely think whatever um, whatever service we're talking to now, if it's in if it's in the beauty industry, in the salon or in a hair salon even, you know, I, I think that the, the unique exchange between a client and a therapist or hairdresser or whoever, um, is so unique you can't put a formula over it you mm. can't slide something onto it and say right everybody must deliver within the, in this formula giving the freedom and creativity to the giver the, the one providing the service to freestyle it a bit you know we'll deliver the best because then the guest or client will be getting exactly what they need at the time yeah. but providing too much of a framework around how things about how trying to predict this very unique relationship which is the guest and the therapist trying to predict how that will go and 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 prescribe it, you know, from from a training session. Um, I don't think you're going to get the best outcome. You'll get a good treatment probably, and you'll get a good haircut. You'll get, but give that little bit of freedom for them to to be them and add what they can to that exact moment in time because it could, really. yeah. So kind of sticking to your standards, but adding in the personality. Yeah, really, yeah, and encouraging, yeah. And I guess this comes back around to what you were saying. If you hire the right people with with the right um, passion and the right dedication and all those kind of things, you know, why would you try and then stifle that by saying, right now, and you must do this absolutely this way and do not veer, you know, veer from this path at all. Um, yeah. It's only going it, to, they're not going to love it. So you may lose them. Yeah. Now, if they share your values and same intentions, you, you're going to get a good result, I think. I love that. Yeah, that's, uh, again, something that I think people don't talk about enough. Um, there's a lot of people saying, you know, hire for attitude and, and you can teach everything else. But no, that, that, is, that is very true. If you're going to hire for attitude, why would why would you then uh, then stifle that or, or crush that with with making them fit into very specific, specific rigid mm-hmm. rules? No, love that. Okay, cool. So we've got, so that's brilliant, guest focused, excellent people in your team being well resourced and looked after and given the opportunity to work the way they want to work what else we got we were just talking about trusting our team Hmm. um so nice segue i think into creating a trusting environment for your guest um with with the aim of being able to take a bit of power from them so once they trust you Hmm. you can you know, that they know they're in good hands and they know they're going to be looked after, I think is really important to take a bit of power away from them. And whether that's early on in sort of limiting choices, not in a, you can only have this massage on a Tuesday or Thursday, but <laughs> understand how they feel a bit and recommend maybe it's one of two options. Um, or maybe, Steph, you were talking uh, the other day about tea, like maybe it's only, would you like, chamomile to relax you or lemon and ginger to perk you up not here's the massive tea menu um i'm with you yeah when you when you put down when you talked about taking power on the list i was like i'm intrigued i <laughs> yeah. see so you're basically and is this using this is using the the knowledge the intuition of the 
therapist, practitioner, stylist to intuit a couple of choices, like you're saying. So you're not yeah. completely taking away their free will, but you're not overwhelming them. Exactly. It's overwhelming them with decisions to make because I think particularly in my experience of luxury spa, lots of these people are really used to making decisions all day, every day. It's their, it's where they are in their jobs yeah. or for their families or whatever. They're used to being the ones to decide when and where and how. But taking that burden away from them of having to choose everything, I think right. so freeing for people and they can genuinely just relax into their situation with you. Um, at Scarlet, we took the clocks away. We'd force people to trust us that we'd come and get you at roughly the right time <laughs> to take you for your treatment, for lunch, whatever. Um, and because we told them that when they arrived, that you just don't look at the clock anymore, leave it in our hands. It just allowed people to, yeah, to stop having to be in control. Yeah. I think the word surrender here, Caroline. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In I mean, it might it could translate to a salon, probably slightly differently. Oh, yeah, absolutely could. You know, the world that we're in now and, and when we are able to go back, if you're in the UK still and when we're allowed to go back, I think people want that more than more than anything. They want that visit to that place that's whether it is a salon, whether it is a spa, to be an escape from everything else that they have going on in their lives and the stress and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. And you want to be able to trust yourself with you, that you're with experts, don't you? Yeah. That this this person knows better than me and will help me make a good choice. Yes. No, I 100% agree with that, especially at this moment in time. It's like, you know, some days just when, about to send the other day, I think I got up in the morning, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be responsible today for anything. Yeah, <laughs> just, I know. Just, just, just give me things to do. Don't make me make any decisions about what to do. And it was like, it's just like, yeah, that's all I want right now is just yeah. to have have all decision-making need taken away from me. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, in our environment now, even if we're locked at home and we don't have many decisions to make about what we where we go, you know, if we look hooked into the internet, you know, the decisions and the choices, mm. even just when you turn Netflix on, you know, how am I going <laughs> to my next hour? You know, is it that one? Is it that one? Is it that one? I, mean, I don't think our brains are made for it no. either yet. We haven't no. evolved to be able to cope with that. So if no. somebody can come and just surrender to us, we've they can feel, trust us and surrender to us, we'll take care of it for the day or for the few days, or for the hour, or whatever. I think it's really powerful, or it really works anyway. It does. I, I mean, I remember when I remember when you took away the clocks um, at, mm-hmm. at Scarlet, and, and I, I think even I thought at the time, I was like, they'll be back by the end of the week. People people freak <laughs> out about that. And I think initially people did find it a bit weird, but after a few hours of not being ruled by the clock, I think everyone was on board. It was, it was amazingly freeing. Yeah, and it's the first time someone comes to pick you up for an element of your day and you're like, oh, no, they are actually going to pick me up. This is fine. I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, On that, though, I think I should have probably said this earlier, thinking of customer journey, but I think, you you know, when you're booking in, like definitely different in a salon, I get that, but in a spa or, you know, for a spa day, if someone's giving you a chunk of time, don't ask them to make a decision on what time you want everything. Mm-hmm. What time do you want lunch? What time do you want your treatment? What time do you want this? What time? I think I think just ask them when they're arriving and when they're leaving, and that we'll just plan everything for you so it'll be beautiful. Yeah. Rather than making you make a decision about every element 
and it could be months away. You know, I don't know what time I want lunch in three months' time. Just book it. Completely. And, you know, that if someone is coming for an escape, that's exactly what they want. And plus that plays into your own hands much better. You get the control over when things happen. And as long as as long as you fulfill on that trust of not making it ridiculous, like, oh, well, we've decided to give you lunch at half past four so we can fill your treatments <laughs> in first. Because my therapist sick. <laughs> yeah, so your lunch, your lunch will be the, right at the, the end of the day. side of this planning, <laughs> that you could just juggle stuff around and things Well, happen. exactly, exactly. But but sold to the customer as we will take care of everything. Don't you worry about it. All you have to do is tell us when you're arriving and, you know, what whatever package or journey you're coming for, we'll take care of it. And yeah, that, that can be hugely freeing for people. So I can see how that is a, a powerful part of the journey itself. Yeah. Wonderful. I okay. to, just on the note of surrender, I always wanted to take people's phones off them as well, or ban phones. Just ban yes. them. I remember yeah. you talking about that, Steph, and I, I think you were overruled every single <laughs> time you tried. To do it. I would still like to do that. Like, hand your phone over. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I remember those conversations. I mean. I'm sure so many people talk about that. Yeah, and we but, all agree that it's a really good idea and then no one quite does but it. But nobody actually wants to do it. No, but I do remember reception. Maybe it changed after a while, but I remember the reception, reception mobile reception, certainly when you opened, was dreadful in mm. the Scarlet. Uh, and and I was weird. I was convinced that Steph had somehow put like jammers in yeah. the ceiling or something to kind of get her way of not letting people use their phones. I was convinced. Lead plated spa. Yeah. Nothing's coming in. <laughs> no judgments here. No, not at all. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, cool. So we've got guest focused, excellent people and letting them, you know, do their thing, mm. taking some power or taking some choice away from clients in a positive way to help them to surrender themselves mm. all part of the experience. Mm. What else have we got? So oh. feedback is the next one. Feedback, um, okay. Feedback. We really um, value feedback, mm. hugely value feedback. And one of our big um, passions is communication skills, is right. being able to truly listen. So that's truly listen to your team. Mm-hmm. You know, Encourage your team, give them the skills to truly listen to the guests. And then also truly listen to the guests when they're giving you feedback. And yes. I think that was one of the biggest gifts was being able to sit and listen to the feedback that, of a complaint without being defensive, mm-hmm. without having the story, even knowing what, what it was all about beforehand, just going in and listening to what they've got to say and then doing your communication skills, reflecting it back to them so they feel heard and understood. In that, you're not agreeing with them. You're not saying, oh, yes, that was awful. Sorry about that. Or you're certainly not defending and saying, sorry, um, you know, Sally wasn't on form today or whatever, Sally phone, you know, you're not doing any of that. You're just listening. So mm. in that feedback, um, in that in that gift that you get there of, of hearing everything they've got to say by, by coming in and just listening, mm. um, then you can really, really make some decisions on how to make it better because often they've got really good things to say. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they've got really valid points. And we tweak so much, and I still do on feedback. I love it. You know, I will tweak and tweak and tweak. You know, we've all got our blind spots. You know, yeah. a service, a product, a delivery has got its blind spot that the people that are running it can't see. You know, so being open and aware that there's blind spots everywhere mm. and, and being brave enough to go, okay, I'm going to hear them without being defensive. That's, it's, um, it's proved to be, um, one of our best tools to evolve positively. 
No, but like a personal thing as well. It was so lovely when I realised I didn't have to, I could go and listen to feedback, positive, negative, complaint, whatever, and I didn't have to be prepared or defensive Mm. because you know that little knot that you get when you get the phone call someone wants to speak to the manager. (laughs) How can I come up with something important to do right now? Oh, God, my mum needs me. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) But when I... When you just go with just being open and ready to listen to them, you, you don't have that anxiety. You don't have that getting ready for a fight feeling because mm. you just go and you hear them. And I think that was really nice for me as a manager and a human to not have that stress level. But I think it's really nice for a guest as well because you go there just being relaxed and open. So they're generally much more calm and can give you constructive information and they can get it off their chest whatever they need to in a nicer way because they're not there geared up for a fight as well um so i think i'd really recommend letting go of defensiveness for both parties it's just so much nicer well this is interesting because there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff around this because it's a real mindset thing and it's interesting how you said the word feedback because so often now the feedback that we're looking for as business owners is really reviews. We want reviews. We want them to be good reviews because we want those reviews to help bring in more clients, more business and and all that kind of thing. So really the feedback, if we say we're looking for feedback, the vast majority of times what we mean is we're looking for reviews and we want them to be positive. And anything other than that, exactly what you say is, is we go in feeling a bit defensive and a bit awkward and a bit don't really want to have this confrontation. So it is just shifting your mind on that and saying, actually, no, I want to welcome all feedback. In fact, I'd love to hear constructive, slightly negative feedback, because that's a way that I can improve, if it's Mm. legitimate. But you're absolutely right. The vast majority of times I think I didn't spend very much time operationally in spas when I was running them. But one thing I did realize was the vast majority of the time, it wasn't an accusation. It wasn't something that they wanted even recompense for in any way. It was just, they just want it to be heard. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And if you can listen openly like that without, yeah, without your face on sort of going, right, as soon as they finish talking, I'm going to tell them the seven ways that they're wrong. <laughs> like that happened. That happened because yeah. of that. But that happened because of that. They don't yeah. understand what it's like. <laughs> well, actually, you didn't book in time and you didn't tell us that you wanted that and you forgot to tell us you were vegetarian, which is why you got the, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So if you could literally just be open to listening, nine times out of 10, that is all that customers want. And if there is a genuine nugget of information in there, they can go, actually, yeah. Do you know what? We could have done better on that. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Yeah. I've had some real connection points with some guests when they're mm. complaining about some really awkward things. I remember there was one where it was when I was general manager for the whole hotel and and <laughs> they asked to see the manager. And we used to give cards. When we knew why they were coming to the hotel, we'd give a card. Mm seems that that we got it wrong and we we wrote a congratulations on your engagement card and left it in the room on arrival and he was actually going to engage to her while he was there Oops. At the hotel. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that was awkward. you know and that one I just said yeah that is awful yep we got that, that wrong got that wrong um and it was just you know the way that I just heard them heard them heard them um and then um 
apologised, of course. There's <laughs> nothing, you know, it's an apology. But actually, it was really beautiful. It was a really, you know, it just felt, they felt like they were really heard and understood. And they felt, we ended up, I think we ended up just giving them another night, actually, just mm. because, like, that was so, so bad. But I just distinctly remember that being awful, but it feeling really nice. And they were over the moon in the end. And, yeah, it was, yeah, it was... Um, I've genuinely lost track of the amount of times where I've heard stories from and coached people through situations where they've had a client that's had a complaint, a genuine complaint, that something has gone spectacularly wrong. But if they've listened and they've heard and they have acknowledged and responded in a human way Mm. to that problem, the amount of times that those complaining clients can suddenly become the biggest supporters, the biggest advocates yeah. of that business. Yeah, because they swing from feeling so oh. negative to so well looked after. It's like, a because customer much service, bigger jump. Yeah, customer service these days, generally speaking, not not I'm not speaking about our industry, but everywhere, is generally terrible. It's like, it's as if businesses, certainly big businesses sort of set out to go, what's, what's absolutely the minimum level of customer service that we can offer? to, you know, be a legitimate company feels that that's the way sometimes. So when you actually get listened to and heard and something happens about it, you're absolutely blown away to the point of like, Oh my God, they actually listened to me. And then they did something about it in a human way. They didn't argue with me. They just took it on board, helped me through it. And either, even if you don't end up doing anything, the amount of times people go, Oh, they just listened to me. And I feel so much lighter. I'm I'm always going to go there again. Yeah. You turn it into a story that you tell your friend about, don't you? It's the emotional exchange. Yeah. Completely. So no. Okay, we must all promise point. to not get used to bare minimum customer service from all from now on. Do not from, accept it. No. Demand better. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Demand better. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you've got the next point on feedback. Then. Oh yes, Steph. This is your favourite one. Oh, can I just add in though? Because I've done. Of course. Uh, both of us have been running spas at festivals, which obviously, oh, we haven't done in recent times in last year but before that a lot um and feedback then is so important because you only get one chance yeah. once a year so i think if you can just think of it as such a positive thing because you can gather all that learning in one go to then make next year even better yes i think it's so important because you don't you can't go oh well we'll try that next month or we'll try, <laughs> come, we'll try come that back for another treatment <laughs> yeah exactly. you've got no chart you've just got to listen to people and re- yeah hear them and understand them and take what you want from it but otherwise you'd just be so stagnant because you don't have any other opportunity to change anything until next year so yeah i just want to say that's been a real a real eye opener of oh god we better listen quick because there's no other chance there's no other way there's no other way okay it goes into the culture doesn't it of setting your team so you're at an event you know let you let your team know that you're open to feedback take the feedback on ask them how it's going ask them for the guest feedback and just having that open approach to it coming your way if it's a one-off event yeah and or having things written down having multi-faceted ways of gathering that feedback at that one event otherwise afterwards you can sit back and reflect and go oh i don't really know what they because I was too focused on delivering the product. Sure, um, and I guess time's an issue when when you when you're in a limited time frame like that, you can't sit down for an yeah, hour with someone. Can't sit down. Can't sit down. You can't sit down. No, you don't sit down at festivals. Here's a patch of mud there. I found over here. Come and sit with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Anything else on the feedback side of things? Yeah. So feedback to the between therapists. This is oh, right. as far as delivering the best guest, the the best experience, best mm-hmm. customer experience. Um, how do we equip our therapists with um, the knowledge to know that their treatment is absolutely right? I mean, you can test them, of course, and you can mm-hmm. assess them, and you can give them feedback um, when you can get round to that, <laughs> which isn't always um, that possible regularly because you're busy and you've got your operational challenges so giving therapists the permission and confidence to be able to feedback to each other when they have treatment when they're able to give each other treatments as well whether they're in training because I think there's something that once you're um if we talk about therapists if we're talking about in a on a couch you know once you're naked on a couch you're vulnerable Mm -hmm. you're you 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 don't always say what it's uh, guests often don't tell you when they're on a couch how it's feeling they will often just go yeah it's fine thank you lovely or say nothing at all you know the feedback loop just isn't there so the more that we can encourage therapists to feedback to each other and just let them know oh that felt really great or that didn't feel really great actually Mm -hmm. or I would have added that or this could be done you know in an open honest way then we're encouraging them to build what I used to call their intuition bank you know if we want our therapist to be intuitive knowledge and experience needs to be going into their intuition bank for them to be able to draw on when they're giving an experience and so for the experience to be the best they need to be able to draw from a massive intuition bank so if you've got a therapist and you say how was your last treatment and they say oh it was brilliant she fell asleep it was great i think just because she fell asleep doesn't mean it was great she might have been ignoring you Yeah, so we presume, we presume so much. And so there's this massive feedback gap, which we did lots of work on actually. And we've got lots of tools and, and activities and workshops to really encourage this feedback and um, between each other, because that's almost our only opportunity to really know yeah, how. No, I can understand that. No, definitely. Yeah, and I remember there was often I'd say to the host, you know, how did that, how did it go with that, with that guest? It was a bit awkward, wasn't it? Oh, well, they didn't complain. So I think it was fine. <laughs> but, mm, just because they didn't complain. <laughs> doesn't mean it was fine you know so we need to continually build our understanding of how our experiences actually are um and i think when you're talking hands-on yeah um that's the challenge that's the challenge because we all just want to go it's lovely i feel really great thank you it's like the hairdresser don't you say oh go to the hairdressers and you go oh great thank you and then you go out and you cry <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't never quite cried after a hair hair appointment, but um, I, I absolutely know what you mean because a lot of the time, certainly, I've been in 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 spas and having treatments and things, and I've been asked a question about, you know, there's always with the massage, you know, how is that pressure, and I'm like, I'm not entirely sure how I'm supposed to respond if the, if there's a problem. Generally, there isn't a problem, but you know, you're not necessarily going to get the most accurate information back from a client because. Oh. So I'm so keen on this because, oh, yeah, they're not a specialist. It's lovely to get actual constructive feedback from imagine, someone who yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah. But I also think clients don't have the vocabulary. No. I think this uh, yes. is such a thing that you can ask as many questions as you like, but if they don't really know how to respond, they just go, fine, thanks, fine. Yeah. It's like, is that all right? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's like... It's like, is that pressure okay? It's like, well, I don't know. Is it is, okay? Is it yeah. supposed to be hurting this much? Is it, <laughs> is, is it, um, is it, are, you most, are you more supposed to be tickling me than causing me pain? I'm not entirely sure. You tell yeah, me. What are we aiming at here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, it doesn't hurt. So yes, that pressure is okay. It's okay. Sure. But if we're talking about perfect client experience, like okay and fine is mm. it's not acceptable really, is it? So yeah. I think, yeah, there's something so special about getting that feedback from 
someone who actually can give yeah. you and, vocabulary around it. And this, I guess, then completes that circle in terms of if you have a team that trust each other, they trust each other to give them that real and honest and constructive feedback rather than, you know, just go, mm, well, mm, not great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's not always right or wrong either. It could just be, yeah. I personally don't like my toes being massaged. It doesn't mean that the therapist should therefore never massage anybody's sure. toes. It's just go, oh, okay, some people don't like it. You know, it's just just awareness around how, how touch mm. is experienced. Just continual awareness. It's not if, giving, it certainly doesn't give a rule book. No, but if you have trust between, you know, if you have trust in your own team members and they trust each other, then then they will feel comfortable to give whatever feedback they want to give. Yeah. yeah, and it turns into something sharing and yes. lovely rather than something one way critique it's not not a case of yeah tell me everything i did wrong yes (laughs) because let me give you another example so in a in a treatment for instance this was my big bugbear like when you're lying face down on a couch and you've got your couch you've got your face hole yeah if the face hole depending on your neck and your structure if the face hole is is up a little bit or if you've got a body that allows that means that your neck is just very slightly cricked yeah Hmm. just very slightly cricked the experience isn't nearly as good is if you adjust it and bring the neck just so the neck's flat. The difference is amazing in the sensation mm. and the feeling and the amount of work that you can do on that area. Yeah. It's a fractional move. And you know, unless you're reminded of that or told of that, or unless you remember it all the time, mm. um, you might not do that little move. But if no. your colleague says to you, Oh, my neck's not quite, you might go, Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Or or a move, so so a sweeping move to get a really good sweeping move. It needs to cover the whole of the body. Mm. And if you've accidentally slipped into a habit where you stop, you know, just before you get down to the sacrum, sacrum, um, then you might have got into that habit accidentally. So the, yeah. your therapist might say, "Oh, you could just go a little bit further. That would feel amazing." You're missing. We've all been there, haven't we? Mm. Had a massage where if you just go an inch further, yeah. <sighs> then that's amazing. Yeah. So if we're reminded of these things or, or introduced by these things for our, from our colleagues who, who know, then that's exceptional. Then you're starting to give an exceptional experience because you're getting those. And it is the little, little thing. It, is, it really is. The, the devil's in the details and all that. Absolutely. No, that's such a good point. Because I've been in that situation before, again, when when laying on the bed and you're like, OK, well, I'm not I'm not the most uncomfortable I've ever been. But, <laughs> you know. How, c- c- could I be more comfortable? I don't know because I don't know what this bed does. But yeah, if if someone yeah, exactly. was like, "Oh, I can just adjust this for you," you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's much better." And I hate it when they say, "When you ask by a therapist, are you comfortable?" Because you don't, yeah, you don't know what com- what what how I could be. I could <laughs> say, "Let me move your head a little bit." How are your feet? Yeah. You know, being specific yeah. with how you your head should feel X, your neck should feel whatever. You shouldn't yeah. feel. You should be completely relaxed and you know everything like that so no that is that is amazing that is a really good one there i had never thought of that fantastic okay guys those were brilliant tips thank you so much because so many of those were things that you know you would never wouldn't immediately come to the top of your head when you were just thinking about the perfect client experience because we tend to think all about the client and so many of those points there were not directly about the client more about the team more about how you like you say you listen and all those kind of things but ultimately how that Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, guys. Now, you oh, mentioned earlier you. on um, that you've just done a, a workshop today. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that initiative that you've got going on at the moment? Yeah, we're hugely passionate about this. So um, it's called Ready to Listen. Yeah. 
the two hour workshop we just did our first one and we've yep. got one a week coming up now because we've always equipped our team with um communication skills how to listen how to take on the negative stress of a client yes and now we're realizing we're about to go back into the world after our third lockdown and potentially a tidal know, wave of <laughs> tidal wave of <laughs> frustration and struggles and exactly. baggage yeah. yeah exactly and we've got them ourselves anyway mm-hmm. and then we're about to so are we ready are we ready? Are your teens ready? Are the therapists ready? Are the hairdressers ready? Are the coaches mm. ready? Are the yoga teachers ready? You know, a nurse is equipped with this. Yeah. You know, how are we coping when people are telling us all their stuff? Do we have the tools and the skills to be able to make them feel heard, vital, mm. absolutely vital, heard and understood, which they're potentially not getting at home, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or in particular, they live on their own. You know, when they do venture out, they might find themselves accidentally talking a little bit too much to the man in the post office. Um, so we're kind of giving them the skills to be able to um, really hear yeah. um, their guests and not be negatively impacted. I think that's that's the main thing. So it's just it's only it's a it's a little drop in the ocean. It's a seed sown towards our campaign of equipping therapists with the skills because for some reason people expect to be able to offload. People expect oh, yeah. ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're not changing it. We're not counsellors. We don't know how to counsel, but we we take it on. And yeah. burnout is massive. And That's emotional huge. burnout is massive. And we could be, as you say, about to hit a tsunami of, of, of stress and therefore a tsunami of emotional burnout. And we can't lose our therapists. We haven't got enough no. as it is. No, no, absolutely not. We need <laughs> the ones that we've got. So no. So how can people find out more about that, Steph? So on our web, Caroline, can you? Yes, go to 1333.co.uk. So it's a word 13 and then 33.co.uk. And if you go on there, you can click education and find some links to the course um, and have a look at some nice videos of the ocean to make you feel a bit bit less stressed if you need it. It's all there. It's only £10, isn't it? Because we we want it to be accessible. We just want it to be, this is our gift to to the industry. This is what we can do to maybe help with the stress that everybody we'll put all the links and everything to the show notes uh in the show notes pages for that just go to beauty business podcast to find those um on that note i'm going to tell a story from my local area that i just think is, is absolutely beautiful so um from lockdown one there was a a post that went out just in, in my local area literally the the village where i live um on like the the community facebook page and it was that someone had someone was walking their dog around the park and they noticed this this little old lady who was sat on a bench in the park. Um, and this woman had done like three laps the whole park and, and this little old lady was still sat there. So just on a third walk past, she said to her, is everything okay? And this little old woman just said, I've not spoken to anyone in three weeks. And I just thought I'd come and mm-hmm. sit here and see if anyone wanted to chat. And this message got back to our local council. And for the beginning of I think it was at the beginning of December, they've had made a two and a half meter long bench and they've installed it in the park and they've dedicated it to this lady. And it's it's called the talking bench so that now anyone who hasn't got someone to talk to can go and sit on this bench at one side of it. And it's an indication to anyone else who's got a few minutes in the park, they can go and sit on the other side of the bench, be two meters away from them and just, just have a chat. And I'm like, what an amazing thing to happen just in the world from from that one post that someone put out about this little lady yeah no it's 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 wonderful and so so yeah mental health such a huge thing people need to talk and yeah people 
when we start seeing each other again, I'm just gonna uh, just gonna need that ability to offload, and and we in our industry need need the skills to be able to take that on board ourselves, but without overly affecting ourselves. So I think it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing. Thank you. Oh, that story just made me well up. <laughs> I think it's oh. such a beautiful story, and and I just love for a council <laughs> to have gone, hey, here's a small thing we can do that'll make a big difference. I mean, I'd love it if the whole park was full of two meter, two and a half meter wide benches. Yeah, let's do a revolution. (laughs) One is better than none. So I love it. Amazing. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. I, I just, when I thought of this topic, I was like, there's no one more I'd love to discuss this with than you guys. So thank you for sharing your, your knowledge and your wisdom and your time with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we will keep in touch. Thank you again for today. I'll put those uh, the, the details for um, those workshops on the show notes pages. Thank you again, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, a huge thank you to Steph and Caroline for joining us on the show today. Now, their website, again, if you want to find out more about the Ready to Listen workshops that they're running is www.1333.co.uk. Now that's the word 13 spelled out and then the number 33.co.uk. So when it comes to client experience, do you agree with what Steph and Caroline brought to the discussion today? Do you disagree with them? Do you have another point of view? Do you have any questions or feel there's something that we missed? If so, brilliant, because new for 2021 is our podcast after party. Now we're holding it over on Clubhouse, which if you haven't heard of it, is an audio only drop-in style, bit like a live radio, phone-in discussion-based format thingy that everyone is talking about and kind of still getting to grips with. So we're going to be hijacking this new social media platform for our podcast episode After Parties, where we're going to be discussing what's talked about on the podcast so that you can bring your views and your questions. And I get the one thing that I don't usually get from the podcast, which is feedback and a chance to actually talk to you guys about the things we talk about on the show. Now, Clubhouse, at the time I'm recording this episode, is an invite-only platform, which is some very clever marketing on their behalf, because you have to know someone who's using the platform with a spare invitation to give to you to even get on there. Oh, and it's also for iPhone users at this point in time as well. I'm sure that's going to change very soon in the future. But never fear, because over in my Beauty Business Hackers Facebook group, we have a special thread with a kind of pay-it-forward deal going on to get more people on Clubhouse. Just go to Beauty Business Hackers group join if you're not already a member search for it on facebook it's free but you do have to answer a couple of questions so i know you're legit and then search for the clubhouse post in there and you'll be able to get on board now if you're already on clubhouse and you want to come and join the podcast after party then just search for me at adam chatterley on clubhouse click follow on my bio page thingy and you'll find out when the after parties are taking place now as always slightly more than always I love to hear from you. I'd love you to leave me a review for the podcast so I know what you think. Now, I have made a few changes to the format this year, so I'd love to know what your thoughts are. It's something that I've kind of got out of the habit of asking you for. And if you follow me at all, you will hear me say a lot that if you don't ask for something, you probably won't get it. So please, if you have a spare moment or three, please go to iTunes or wherever you like to consume your favorite podcasts, find the show, click where it says to leave a rating or review and let me know what you think. So leave me that review and I'll evenly give you a shout out on the show in an upcoming episode. Okay, I am off to set up a room on Clubhouse. I think that's what they call them so that we can chat more about today's episode. So I'll speak to you over there or I'll see you right back here in a week's time.
You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed the show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.